Hello and welcome to I Don't Know The Podcast, episode 60, Are Demons Really All That Bad? Demons. Some people will have you believe they're everywhere and they're a lot of trouble. They possess our human bodies and make us swear at priests. They possess our dolls and make them move their heads in a creepy way which, to be honest, I can completely live with. But a lot of people out there don't like them and they have a very anti-demon agenda. They've been given a lot of bad press and have been completely um, demonized in religious circles. Can they really be all that bad? Or is it just a few demons spoiling it for the rest? I don't know. But listen on to find out if demons really are all that bad. Demons are supernatural beings typically associated with evil that appear in several religions and mythologies. In Islamic traditions, they are called jinn and can actually be good or bad. In traditional Chinese mythology, they're known as... Oh, um, there's absolutely no way I'm going to pronounce that. Let's just say that they have them and they are part of the cosmic hierarchy. But we're not really going to look at those today, and no, it's not because I don't know how to say their names. We're going to look at the more western version, because it had way more clips I could find of weirdos and freaks. In western Christian religions, they are considered to be fallen angels, no longer worshipped, and bent on destroying God's creations. And they get blamed for a lot of shit. From murderers saying, demons made me do it, to... Some poor old lady getting dementia and having a pastor beat the bejesus out of her for it. They appear in a lot of popular culture too. The best example probably being the slapstick comedy The Exorcist, where a demon named Pazuzu protects a young girl from a priest who's trying to get near her bed by spraying him with anti-clergi gunk. I haven't seen the whole film. And I think it's because of all this bad publicity that demons get that all of my friends that have seen the film see it in a completely different way to me. See, demons torment people. Open door to the devil. A demon we have to cast out. We need to do a battle against it and be delivered in Jesus' name.
I guess to get going, we need to know what a demon actually is. So as part of my extensive research, I googled, what is a demon? And found this short, informal, but informative video from The Gospel Project. It's presented by a portly young man in smart casual clothes who really looks a lot like a youth pastor. Like angels, demons play a huge role in modern pop culture, playing both the role of hero and villain in many popular shows, books, and movies. And like angels, we have a tendency to misunderstand them as a result. That music is a bit upbeat, given the subject matter. So rather than letting culture tell us what we should believe about them, let's see what scripture has to say about these supernatural beings. Hmm, I'm beginning to think they might be a bit biased in their demon views. Demons like angels are among us and active in this world. In fact, they are of the same nature as angels. But at some point in history, they rebelled against God. Maybe they unionized. And chief among them is one named Satan, who led the rebellion and tempted the first humans to sin. And like all demons, his desire is to steal and kill and destroy, and he works in opposition to God's plans and purposes in this world. And if he were able, he would surely overthrow them. He is definitely coming from the direction of God being a good guy. But he can't. Because despite what we might have picked up from books and movies, Satan's not God's opposite, and he's not God's equal. He and his demons are limited by their nature as created beings and by God's authority over them. And when we read that Satan is a roaring lion in scripture, we need to remember that he is ultimately a caged one. Well, you know what they say about caged lions. If you put a lion in a cage, it'll um, eat your face or something. He is dangerous and deadly, and he and his followers have great influence and power in the world, but they have been and will be defeated. So while we should respect and avoid them, Christians don't need to fear them because we know that their fate is sealed. We know, and they know likewise, what awaits them. The lake of fire, which was first created for them, where they will be judged by Jesus for their rebellion for eternity. Shoving someone into a lake of fire for offering some hungry nudists an apple seems a little severe. To be honest, I'm more on the demon side so far. All they're doing is standing up to an over-officious boss who dishes out outlandishly cruel punishments for rather minor infractions. But at least he told us what demons are, which is basically angels who aren't going to take any more shit. But he didn't tell us much else. So I looked around a bit more and got some more demon info. And I found Pastor Vlad. He's not an impaler or anything like that. He's just a regular Eastern European guy. He does have a weird eye, possibly because of demons, we don't know. But he's just an ordinary guy who puts out videos for deliverance ministries about demons. And I guess the first thing you want to know is, do I have demons? How do you know if you have a demon? What are the signs that you have a demon? Now, there's many ways that a person can know that they have a demon, but I've limited all of them that I know of to 10 signs that you might have a demon. 10? That seems quite a lot. You'd think you'd be able to tell straight away. But okay, he tries to plug his other videos, but I cut that bit out. There are 10 things he wants to go through, which I still think is probably seven too many, and we're gonna be pushed for time. You definitely don't wanna hear anyone waffling on and on and on about stuff you're not interested in. 
and you won't find me prattling on and wasting time with filler and nonsense. Oh no, I get straight to the point every single time. You know me, always in with the subject matter straight away. No more waffling on from me. Here it is. Number one sign is when you are involved with the occult or false religion. In Acts chapter 16 verse 16 we see that there was a girl who was possessed with a spirit of divination and she brought much profit by fortune telling. When a person practices fortune telling, when a person gets involved in false religion, when a person begins to dabble in the Ouija boards. Ouija board. Ouija. Well I do hardly any of those things so I guess so far I don't have a demon. The second sign that you got a demon is when there's extreme restlessness in spiritual environment. Now mind you I said extreme. We all can experience fatigue and tiredness sometimes from a long day of work that we open the Bible we fall asleep. How does he know my reaction to a Bible? And there's nothing wrong with that. Oh okay. Disciples fell asleep when Jesus was praying. Uh, one guy fell asleep when Paul was preaching and he died okay and Paul had to raise him from the dead. I'm no expert, but wouldn't that be messing with the occult? But when there is a constant extreme restlessness always in spiritual environment in your life, something does not want you to be there. And most likely it's not just your flesh, but it's a demon. Well, I'm sometimes restless and tired, but I still don't think I have a demon. See, demons torment people, but demons also get tormented by the decisions people make. And one of those decisions is if you go to church, if you open the Bible, they really get affected by that. So what they do is they fight back by trying to close and limit or restrict your faculties so that and causing fatigue and extreme tiredness, yawning, you can't focus. That's not the reason I don't go to church. Although I am tired most Sundays. He goes on for a long time about how demons will let you watch a three-hour movie but won't let you read the Bible, which to be honest I'm totally okay with. But again, I'm cutting this short. He's only done two so far. Sign number three, hostility towards deliverance ministry. Hmm. I've only watched this deliverance ministry video for 10 minutes and I wouldn't say I feel hostility. Yet, another 20 minutes and I probably will. And one of the ways that you know that you have a demon is when it comes to deliverance, deliverance service, deliverance ministers, there's a hostility out of nowhere in you against the deliverance minister. I've seen it so many times praying for people where the, the person will scream, I hate you, you know, and I know this is not a person, it's a demon. And when the demon is cast out, I find out that that person actually loves our ministry. Really? He tells some story about some Jewish guy telling Jesus he hates him, but it's a bit long-winded and probably anti-Semitic too. So I'm definitely not playing that. And it has nothing to do with me having a demon, okay? Number four sign that you have demons is when you have intrusive thoughts and hearing voices in your head. Nope, don't have that. Next. Number five is surges of violent anger, self-harm and suicide or compulsive behavior. The person wants to cut themselves, person wants to end their life and the person has these outrageous outbursts of wrath and anger that harm other people. Sometimes those things they land them in jail, they get them be removed from school, get removed from college. Um, some even lose their families, they lose their the access to their children because of this anger and, and this is how you know it's a demon because they will say things like, I don't know what happened, I lost control. Well somebody was in control and that was a demon and so you need deliverance. Is this just being used as an excuse by shitty people? Number six is constant attacks in your sleep with nightmares, sexual dreams, eating in the dream, being chased in the dream, spiders in the dream, being killed in the dream or seeing people that have died in your dream 
regularly. Didn't he just mention every type of dream there is? Food dream, spider dream, sex dream. That's all there is, right? Also, succubus and incubus, meaning where you see, if you're a man, you see a woman coming and having sex with you on a regular basis. If you are a woman, you see a man coming and having sex with you in the dream. And this happens regularly and consistently. A lot of times that is a sign that you have a demon and you need deliverance from that. Hold on, Vlad, not so quick. Number seven is heaviness, depression, and chronic fear. Hasn't he already said this, but just in a different way? Uh, heaviness is not just a mood, but it, it's a spirit. If it's constant in your life and it cripples you and it feels like something sits on you, you might be dealing with a demon and that could be one of the signs that you have a demon. I do feel heavier every year I get older, but I don't think it's because of a demon. You know, during my extensive research, I found other videos. One guy gave seven reasons why you might have a demon. We'd be done with this if I'd chosen that one. Another one had three reasons. But I did pick this one, so I guess we have to keep going. Number eight is intense desire and a drive or an urge for defiled things. What the hell does that mean? Addictions specifically. Pornography, drugs, alcohol. When people feel an urge, that's not just normal urge that you can control. And how you know that it's not flesh, but a demon? You know, flesh we have to crucify, a demon we have to cast out. And flesh doesn't speak, demons do. I'm not sure I understand what he means there. The flesh versus demon thing. I understand addictions perfectly well. If you remove the hand, meaning you remove the trigger point for what caused that, and you're still doing it, you probably, most likely, have a demon. Nope, still not sure. These urges, they're not yours. They're foreign. They don't belong to you. They're of another entity that desires defiled things. And these demons, they feed on defiled stuff. I'm not sure my wife would buy that. Number nine is chronic sicknesses. Especially sicknesses that go from generation to generation and or run in the family. Wait, is he blaming demons for genetic problems? Maybe that is why he has a gammy eye. He tries to illustrate his point with another Jesus story, which makes no sense to me. And I got an A in English comprehension at school, so there's that. And so a lot of times when there's chronic sickness, especially the ones doctors cannot diagnose, they have a demon behind them. Or especially if it's something that's been going on in your family. You need to do a battle against it and be delivered in Jesus' name. So do I have to worry about my family's demons or one of my own? All I know is we're finally at number 10. And number 10, and that is paranormal activity and experiences around you or in your life. I don't have that either, but just to make sure I understand, he tells another stupid story without Jesus this time, which I've edited out again. And these, if you experience these things, like just abnormal, paranormal activities, the stuff's constantly moving, you're seeing things, making weird noises, and your body makes different things, you have different desires for kind of things that are just not normal, you might have a demon and you need deliverance. Jesus Christ is the great deliverer. Nothing is impossible to God. I would encourage you, watch my other videos. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen, Vlad. So, 10 ways to spot a demon. I don't think I have any. I'm not entirely sure since I do have an unnatural dislike for his videos now, so it's all possible. So far, I don't think demons are all that bad. They might encourage some nasty habits or make you a bit short-tempered or even tell Pastor Vlad to Go fuck your mum in the face, oh you fucking mama's boy. But that's only if they possess you or something. What happens if you have a demon hanging around your house? How bad could that be? 
Well, for that, we turn to everyone's favourite former Wheel of Fortune contestant turned ghost hunter, Zach Bagins. Him and his team have found a demonic entity to investigate. Luckily for us, they give us a little background first. For this investigation, we're travelling to the outskirts of Scottsdale, Arizona to a simple and unassuming house, which lies in a region that was once indigenous to a Native American tribe called the Hohokam, who mysteriously vanished over 500 years ago. If something inhuman was what extinguished this ancient tribe, this lingering force may also be responsible for a recent tragedy on the property, which for various reasons we're unable to reveal the details of. What could possibly have made a whole tribe of Native Americans disappear? It certainly couldn't have anything to do with genocidal white men stealing their land, could it? No, it has to be something demonic. All right, listen, come here, come here, over yeah, here, yeah. over here, over here. We're going to go inside right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're walking into a, a, a building that has some dark history attached to it. And uh, I'm sorry, we, we can't disclose uh, some of the details. Why not? Um, because of the sensitive uh, nature to them. Oh, okay. Let's just pay attention to our surroundings the moment we walk into the door, okay? Just as we begin to set up for our interview with Todd, who owns this home, an unexpected event begins to occur. We, we, just, we just got inside here. Uh, there is a very heavy negative, negative charge in this space right here. Aaron and I both started getting affected. Right here, it's so negative. Right here. It's hard to breathe in here. Weird, man. Like, I feel hatred. It's Arizona. It's over 100 fucking degrees every day there. Of course it's hard to breathe. Of course you feel negative. Of course you feel hatred for everything. It's fucking Arizona. All right, let's cut cameras. Just want to get out of this area. Let's talk to Todd. They talk to Todd. So, Todd, when we do this interview, I need you to be as open as you can. Okay. Okay, and just know that, um, you know, we help a lot of people in this type of situation. Sounds good. It's an honor to have you guys here. So, we were upstairs waiting for you. We were going to do the interview with you upstairs. Okay. It was night and day. As soon as you, you passed through that door, what I felt in there was, uh, Todd, I felt, I felt hatred on another level. Poor Todd. So, I need to know a little bit more what's going on with you. You've you've been living here for about eight months. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Okay. What what started happening the moment that you moved in here? The biggest thing that I noticed was my friend Chris and I, who lived here, we've been friends for so many years, and just like many friends, you have ups and downs. Yeah. But we were getting—it's the feeling that you talked about. It was angry. I mean, Chris and I got into some knockdown dragouts sometimes where it was just verbal, but it was just like... Rage. Rage, yeah. Zach is much better at finding the right word than he was when he was on Wheel of Fortune. That's her exact word. She told me she would be at home and have rage. I did have episodes of, of rage that were scary. Oh, great. Now everyone's just saying rage. And the rage was never with him here. What? The, no. And... That changes 
a lot then. If it's not motivated by something and it just happens out of nowhere, then you know something's, something's, something's here. Yeah. Something. Oh, your camera. Something's here. Just... One of sex GoPro cameras fell over. That there's Popped no up. way in hell that that there's no way. I put that suction down and locked it in place. It's on one of those suction cup bases. I don't know about you, but I find those things to be very unreliable. But not Zach and his crew. They've never had a suction cup lose suction. Not on camera anyway. You could have I could pick that trash can up with it. There's sports action cans, they hold on to stuff. That was right here. You could see me picking this trash can up through the GoPro mount, the suction mount. That we put these in our cars. There's no way that that could have just done that. That's how strong it is. They put them in their cars. That's how strong they are. Despite the despicable attack on their equipment, they bravely carry on talking to Todd. There was one point about three weeks ago where I came home and I felt like that energy when I was here was being amplified. And I went to bed. You know, there was even a weapon at the side of the bed. And I went to go and grab it, and I, and I threw it down onto the ground. I knew that I was in a bad spot. I went and put a pant, pair of pants on, and then I instantly left the house. These are indications of what I would call a, a demonic mm -hmm. uh, invasion, a demonic infestation, a demonic haunting. Yeah. Or the slow realization that you now live in Arizona. I mean, they call it living. I used to live in Southern California. And I have friends who sold their homes in Orange County to buy a big mansion in Arizona. Everyone regrets it. It's too fucking hot, you're nowhere near the ocean, and a Phoenix 10 is a Los Angeles 4. Todd doesn't have demons. After eight months, he's too hot and he's depressed. The other question, and I know we can't go into details, yeah. okay, but is it true that the person that did live here before you is now deceased? Yes, um, it didn't happen supposedly in the house, but close by, yeah. On the property, yeah. Yeah. okay. She probably had her eyes pecked out by vultures. Do you believe that you saw the apparition, the spirit of this person? As crazy as this sounds, if I had a million bucks right now, I would put uh, a 10 to one that it was, yeah, 100%. Is that 10 to one on or against? I'm not sure Todd understands gambling odds. I want to know, where, where did you see the apparition of the, the girl at? Well, it was actually down that way on the road. So I saw somebody walking. She was just in a, there was no backpack, no nothing, just a hoodie. I stopped, I said, are you OK? And she's like, and she looked at me with the sweetest smile, sweetest, nicest personality, and just said, yeah, I'm OK. So that was her. Yeah. Who wears a hoodie in that heat? Now that we understand Todd's experience here, we decide to take him upstairs where most of this dark activity has taken place. The most active that it's ever felt was in that room. Over in this room? In my room, yeah. Can you go in your room with Aaron? And I just want to see what would happen if you two did a spirit box session. Oh, I fucking hate the spirit box.
Even on the reply, I don't hear anything. And everyone knows that they try to make that audio as clear as possible. With this first indication of a female spirit, we push for further evidence. Who's in this room right now? Identify yourself. And as the energy unexpectedly goes dormant, we move to the other bedroom where we're surprised by this piece of evidence. It's a faint girl again. Yeah, I just heard that. Second time a faint girl. Nope, still nothing for me. When we were in the room, did you kind of feel that heaviness a little bit? And then I don't want to say. I, when I first got in there and when I took that spirit box and was sitting there, nothing personal. Yeah. But I had visions of grabbing you and attacking you. Had you? I had that vibe. That something was. I don't want. I don't know if it's the word off, but that's how I was feeling. About me to you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that's all they got. A squeak on the spirit box and Zach wanting to punch Todd. I suspect the feeling was mutual, and I'm not sure that's anything to do with the demon being around. And it looks like even Zack and his assorted brown noses are distinctly not in favour of demons, despite them making a lot of money. I mean, Zack Bagans is said to be worth around $300 million. That might not actually be true. As I wrote that bit, I was in a hotel, and while my family enjoyed the spa and amenities, I repaired to the bar with my laptop. I had a couple of beers and maybe a few whiskey chasers to go with that. But the Wi-Fi wasn't working very well, so I couldn't Google Zach Bagan's net worth. $300 million was my best guess after being without my family in a bar for two hours. But put it this way, he's made a lot of money out of demons, so he should be a bit more appreciative. For some reason, it wasn't easy finding people that were on the pro-demon side. Do any research about demons and you mostly get a bunch of religious nut jobs and frankly I question their motives. But I did find one guy who likes demons. In fact, he likes them a lot. His name is Bohemoth X. Not his real name, I suspect. Unless his parents are monster truck enthusiasts. I performed three rituals for Zozo. The first two you'll be seeing here. Okay, so he's going to be summoning a demon called Zozo for us. So here's a little background on Zozo. Zozo is otherwise known as the Ouija board ghost. He is said to mimic the voices of the dead. He is a cruel and sadistic demon and will often tell people they're going to die. He's also said that Zuzu can be misogynistic. Really, Zozo? I thought you were better than that. The first one was me just using a chant that was given to me by a nameless gentleman. How does he get his messages? He gave me a lot of information on Zozo. Going in there blind, I wanted my own experience, but I did use his chant. The chant is, Sa, Te, Pe, Lai. And you can join in at home if you want to. I incorporated it. I also put Zozo in the front of that chant and Zaza at the end of it. I was lucky enough to even contact Darren Evans 
you might know him from Ghost Adventures, the Zozo episode. I did check out that episode, but I've already used some Ghost Adventures clips in this, and it would be cruel to force any more on you. He told me that Zozo appeared to be a gateway to a legion of many devils. My experience with Zozo, I will tell you that he has many personalities, and I can see why people might think he's more than one, because I believe he's more than one. Yes, but remember, he is a bit of a trickster. I feel that there is a system there that's hidden under a system. I would think that it's unknown, but I do have a funny feeling that people know about this system. We're just not giving it. It's not out there. Oh, it seems Behemoth X is a Canadian person. I do understand why people think he is Pazuzu. Pazuzu comes in quick and leaves quick, just like Zozo. Pazuzu that you mentioned there is a demon from The Exorcist. The book and the film were taken from the true story of Roland Doe, a boy who was possessed after using a Ouija board in 1951. I find him aggressive and I find him, like I said, a lot of personalities. I went through a crazy experience of ups and downs and happy, sad, angry. Isn't that just everyday life experience? I incorporated a Ouija board in the second ritual. Because I was going in blind, I kind of wanted to use all the tools I could get my hands on. Second ritual, I went in aggressively and I was given a sigil. The sigil was in flames. Usually a sigil, when it's given to me, it's kind of like looking at water and it's like behind the water and it's wavy. This came to me in flames. If someone gave me a burning sigil, I'd give it right back. Nobody wants a flaming sigil and also I'm not entirely what a sigil is. I didn't even know how to spell it. Sec, third ritual was a possession. This was a very crazy experience. Will I work with Zozo again? Maybe. I have a funny feeling that Zozo will be contacting me again. Sounds like Zozo gave him the old, don't call us, we'll call you. There's a lot more to tell you, but when I get to these two rituals, so protect your kingdom, friends. Enjoy. What happens next is he goes through the rituals. They're very long and not a lot happens. He's dressed all in black and he's kneeling on the floor. He's surrounded by so many candles, I imagine he had to take the batteries out of his smoke alarm. He chants and he breathes heavily. Towards the end, he doesn't even say much, and he just shuffles around on his knees looking like a drunk, shaven Steven Seagal. To be honest, I'm a little disappointed. But he has kind of answered my original question. Are demons really all that bad? Judging by this Zozo bit, I think they're a bit shit. Episode 16 Are demons really all that bad? The Epilogue So, what have we learnt this week? We learnt that if you dream about literally anything, you might have a demon. With nightmares, sexual dreams, 
eating in the dream, being chased in the dream, spiders in the dream, being killed in the dream, or seeing people that have died in your dream regularly. We learned that chubby, fresh-faced youth pastors aren't really that worried about demons. So while we should respect and avoid them, Christians don't need to fear them. And we learned that despite Alistair Crowley taking six months of abstinence and rituals to summon a demon, some bald-headed Canadian with too much metal in his face can do it in one hour. Three rituals for Zozo. The first two you'll be seeing here. I think people take demons way too seriously, especially deliverance ministries. In fact, their whole thing is about demons. And they have a long list of names for demons, and here are just a few. Demon of groping. Demon of doubting manhood. Demon of oral sex. Demon of Walt Disney. In fact, everything from stubbing your toe to Hitler is a demon, according to them. And it's in their interest to tell everyone that everything is a demon. They charge a lot of money to get rid of them. And they have a lot of hoodies and baseball caps to sell in their online store. But really, they're worse than any demon. They could be presented with someone who has real problems, like a severe mental illness. And they'll treat it by shouting at them and attacking them, making the problems even worse. All the ghost shows, like Ghost Adventures, just mention demons to ramp up the scariness. But let's face it, nothing bad ever happens to them. The worst you ever see is a demon's going to knock over something or drain a battery. So, are demons really all that bad? Probably not. Thank you to our new patrons who are Todd X, Sean Watson, Mike Henry of Bandology with Mike and John, Amelia Childs of Ghost Hunting in New England, and Jamie Miller of Surf City Bake Shop Huntington Beach. Also, thanks to our graphic designer, Raymond Rowell of Project Raven Creative. Thanks for listening and tune in again to find out what else I don't know. Talk.